Hey, it's James. Welcome to episode six. And frankly, thank you for making it this far. It means a lot to all of us. We, and I especially, would love to hear your thoughts and experiences on listening to the podcast so far. There's the time-tested method of leaving a review on your podcast app of choice, but we'd love to hear from you, the fans, about your experience listening, your thoughts, comments, questions, anything you have to offer. And you can always find us online and social media. We're really big, mostly on Instagram and Twitter, and our handle's the same in both places, at live to die Pod. Please come and check us out, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you, hear how you found the show, and hear what you like. In the meantime, though, hopefully we can give you a little more of what, if you've hung out this long, we know you like some more Pathfinder and this actual play podcast. Hope you enjoy episode six. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I, I mentioned this to a couple of you ahead of time, but I did uh, realize that jamming a 16th level adventure is really beyond my ability to do. So instead of quitting, which would be the responsible thing to do, I just decided to involve more people. So uh, I, I essentially have a clerk, the way like judges have people who clerk for them to help interpret rules. I now have a GM clerk, someone's clerking for me in this game. He's not here, but he did denote a couple of things. Jared, I mentioned to you ahead of time that uh, your last attack against the creature when you were flying up in the air, it should have been flat-footed against that. So hold me to it. Okay. And that's some like retroactive information. I'm not going to change the results, but I... If people listening are like, well, why is it flat-footed suddenly? Because I forgot a rule that my clerk caught for me. Roger. No, I actually, uh, very okay. kindly, just my cousin is clerking for us on this. I just sent I was going to say, are we allowed to talk about who it is? Yeah. Rory. Yeah. He who shall you, remain nameless. <laughs> yeah, Rory's a good GM. Yeah, he's solid. When he solid. did yeah. some bar game for us, I was like pretty impressed. And I kind of wish we would play that again. It got me thinking, though, because... He's a bit younger than me, but like we've been playing role-playing games together for years. When he was a kid, he'd fly out and visit my family and hang out, and he'd run role-playing games for us, and it was a blast. I really liked it. Uh, he would try to run them for my dad and I, too, sometimes. My dad didn't like it as much. I believe my dad said he just wanted to get to the point where he could kill everyone or not play, which like I get. Murder hobo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, the murder hobo. Yeah, that's, uh, that's our next... So it's this podcast, our Galarian conspiracy podcast, and then we're going to do like the sitcom spinoff, My Dad the Murder Hobo. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) But it did get me thinking about something that I heard on, I think it was TikTok, and so I may have sent this to you on TikTok, Trent, but it was sort of saying, for people who've been playing role-playing games for a long time, which is a lot of people at this table, that you should forget your horoscopes, and instead you should say that the first fantasy character, the first like RPG character you ever made is who you want to be. And the second RPG mm. character you ever made is who you actually are. And that's oh, no. your personality quiz, essentially. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. And so I, I was curious, well, for those of you who can remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the first role-playing character you can remember making? I remember my first one. I remember mine, too. What do you Go got? For it. I got a... I had a fighter dwarf. We played 3.5, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, which is like essentially Pathfinder. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was a fighter dwarf. He had an axe, um, and he was pretty awesome. I think we got him to 12th level, but 
which 12th level back then was pretty good. So what does this character say about your personality? I like to keep things simple. All right. And uh, I like to smash. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your second character? Was a dwarven fighter. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played, I think the next thing I played was some kind of monk. Okay. With a pet tiger. All right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Tiger dope. does some serious damage as a as a familiar. That was a lot. That's a lot more thought put into it, characters than like my first early characters. I think the first character I made was an elven druid, and I, I didn't like mm. him at all. But like that's what the party needed. Yeah. And a bunch of my friends were gonna play. I'm like, I'll play whatever you want. Druids are lame. Just get him in. We'll see Whoa. about that. <laughs> Who's about Fight. to get us through this combat? That's all I'm saying. That's true. I'll be outside when you get done. <laughs> I think my second character was a dwarf rogue that had all I remember is that in one fight he found a horn of fog so like in every mm. fight he'd just blow the horn of fog and run around blindly stabbing things that's cool sounds fun what was, does that say about your personality I'm just really I'm really persistent that's what it says persistent yeah sure is that sure. what we're taking away from it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go with uh, troublesome okay <laughs> just kidding what about you Jane who's your first role playing game character who was my first role-playing game character? Was that the Paladin? Uh, yeah, for like D&D. Because I had the other one that was a Numenera character, but that was kind of lame because it was just a human. Hey, that counts. Yeah. So she was a human that could like throw fire, which was cool. What's wrong with but, humans? Yeah, it's interesting you say humans that. Humans are lame. Just a human. Right, a lot of people think that because it's like you're not allowed to get crazy with it. But as a vigilante vampire baby, I would argue against that. Um, and actually, also, my current character is also a human. Yeah. So. <laughs> you get all kinds of feats. Yeah. And you get, and you get extra ability points, right? Mm -hmm. to, that you get to choose yeah. to use. Yeah, they really push not being a human. Character-wise. They really push being a human, I think. Mm -hmm. For this, I like the idea that this character is a badass because they have to be and not because they have these like innate fantastical abilities which is why i went with human i thought it was kind of cool but yes my first character was a flame throwing human uh named luna mm. and then my second character was the paladin from our D, D game that was part of a death cult um and she had a what kind of weapon was that do you remember trent trent was in that game spear. some sort yeah. of pole arm yeah, yeah. it was yeah. it was like long it was a glaive that's it. And, yeah. uh, and you wrote a tiger. I wrote actually. a tiger. I oh. had a spirit tiger. Oh. No, it's a theme here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would like come out of the celestial realm and appear. And I would fight it. Oh, I just had a regular tiger. So yeah. just like, well, that's the difference. Like our tigers should fight. <laughs> tiger, <laughs> Jane is, my tiger's from the streets. <laughs> Jane is celestial and you're urban. <laughs> my, my tiger is from heaven. Okay. Mine's from the Bronx. <laughs> Zoo. So it's pretty even. Yeah. yeah I don't the Bronx know. Zoo. I don't know uh, what that says about my personality other than I always want to be a badass in a role-playing game because I'm just like, let's do all the things I, Jane, could never do. Like, be very strong and ride a tiger. I mean, does anybody set out to not be a badass in yes. a role-playing game? You know except who? for people who choose to be monks. I was going to say. <laughs> hey, like, I hated that monk. You know what I was going to say? Also, somebody who chose to be a monk. And before you even said that, I was going to list this and I'm going to call someone out on this podcast. Uh -oh. Josh Polson does not make characters to be badass. Yeah. He had a monk called Moon Pie that just passed out in every single fight we ever did. And like his other character in your game was just a bard that like just annoyed okay, everybody. That, that Tulip was a legendary bard. <laughs> Tulip, uh, what was his last name? Wellington. Wellington. Tulip yeah. Wellington. I gotta say that was a great bard. Yeah. All of his characters are purely theatrical 
and not, not badass in the least. True. <laughs> Did you say yours? No. What was it? My first one was an Elven Cleric. It was 3.5 also. Yeah. Um, And I was like 14 and my brother's like, yeah. I'm going to this group. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. And they're like, we need a cleric. And I was like, all right. We need you just tell me, what, tell me what to do. Hey, man, do you want to play this? We need a cleric. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so that was my first. I feel like clerics are like people who in high school had cars. Like, we, we just, we need one yeah. of them. Will you please come? You right. ID? You're part of our club. <laughs> and then my, my second character was a really dumb human fighter named Falco. <laughs> High, Hightower, something like that. Yes, and he got cool. his arm ripped off by a gray render, which is holy cow, a creature in D and D five or three three point five. Wow. wow, that sounds scary. It was fun. I guess that's me. A big What's your favorite character fighter. you guys ever made? <laughs> Ooh, well, that well, actually like... coincides with with my first one, which was an urban ranger. Ooh. That was really cool. That was and a great character. Curse of the Crimson Throne is that what? It, the, yeah, yeah. What kind of did he use? Uh, a bow. Bow. Yeah. yeah. Just um, up close. Uh, that was really cool. That was my first one. And then, what was my second one? Gustav? Uh, yeah, it could have been Gustav yeah, or so. Charlie. Gustav would have been first, which yeah. was a, um, a warlock in um, fifth edition. Wasn't he a oh. dragon? Dragonborn warlock. Dragonborn. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I played a scald in first edition. What a great class. I loved that class. I was like a... It's like the Bardbarian, Barbarian, yeah. So he like blew a warhorn and was like a dual-handed fighter. He had an axe in one hand and like a short sword in the other and just chopped people up. I loved it. My favorite character that I've ever played with was not a character that I made. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do another call out, just bringing back all the old D and D people. But our friend Jared, other Jared Butler, uh, had a character in our D and D game named Clarence T, who was a rogue gnome, and he also was not there to be a badass. He was just there to inconvenience everyone. And so it was like we'd be in the middle of something really serious, like we'd be like fighting a goblin and like about to die and. Josh's character was like inevitably unconscious and things are good. And James would be like, all right, Clarence, like it's your turn. And Jared, would, he's like, what are you going to do? And Jared would be like, uh, first I'm going to go up to Jane's character and I'm going to steal her dagger off her belt. And then I'm going to replace it with a spoon. And uh, then I'm going to run over here and stab a goblet. You know, like it was just everything he ever did. But the craziest thing that happened in that game was that he found a wand of wonder. And so it was like, I just James like gave it to us and gave it it was like he was like this is something that you should really only use like as a last ditch kind of thing like don't do it because most of the times like something crazy is going to happen and you'll electrocute your entire party or something and every single action he had he used that thing and (laughs) I fair that was encouraged by me yeah that's (laughs) true the, the absolute chaos of this is wonderful and then that was like shortly before the game fell apart and we didn't play anymore and I just like to think that it's because he killed everybody yeah Anyone else? Favorite characters? I played a halfling rogue once that uh, ran griffs with a human fighter that he pretended to be my dad. I dressed up as a, a, a human child and uh, <laughs> we, he'd like leave me with people and I'd steal things and it was great. That was fun. That's cool. I like that. 
I, I think the last two I've had in your campaign, Jug and Dom. Oh. I mean, I named my other fish Dom because um, <laughs> he's so awesome. And the only character I think I've ever had that lived. Despite your best attempts, you were literally, you, you contacted mm. me and was like, hey, in this situation, I know we're all dead. So I just want you to know that I'm okay with it. Like, I'm going to play him. So he dies and then he lived. He was the mm. only one in the entire party wife that lived. Crazy. Wow. I think my favorite character is Watson Himmelgale. It's pretty good. It's a good character. Uh, I'm on the fence about Drosharis. I don't know if he's... It's it's hard to play a vigilante and like make it make sense in your head. It's hard to play a 16th level character. Fair. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, imagine us, dude. Yeah. Our books are all over the place. It's not just laid out. Yeah, the thing (laughs) is, is that I like Val as a character. I think it's a fun character, but I also just don't feel... I feel so much like she's so much more badass than I have the ability to play. I'm like, really, I'm the problem. She's great. I would say we're in a really difficult, weird situation, too. Like, we're 16th level fighting some rocks. <laughs> and it's not just rocks. Like, let's let's take a second to go through the physical description of this. So these are, you know what, they're, they're from a family of creatures called cobblemites. And they're squ- they resemble square stones a few inches across with mouths like split geodes. So oh. sort of like a rocky, you know, uh, not legally copyright Pac-Man. Do you remember that... Uh what was that movie? Critters? Remember Critters? No. I think so. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> I was thinking more like the Langoliers. I don't know what that is. Never mind. Well, <laughs> you know what? I do know what's going on uh-huh. is uh, is this battle. Mm. And by what's... I know what's See, going on. that was on. a weak transition. I was, was trying to push blah. this transition blah. over doing. <laughs> what's that? I was trying to delay it with more banter because oh. it's like I don't I don't want to play. Do. I don't know what to do. Well... Fortunately, I don't know what to do either, but I did look at my notes right before this started, and I believe we ended last time right as this creature, this... How big is it? It's really big. It's a huge swarm. Yeah, it's 15 by 15, right? Yeah, I had to use a post-it note because it didn't have a miniature that big. (laughs) So we ended right as it successfully cast Earthquake. Uh, We had a couple of attempts of attacks of opportunity. They missed... And I, I believe exactly what I ended on, if my memory can recall, is that you all have to roll some reflex saves. Well, most of you, because uh, right now Fox's wings are out and Jared, yeah. you're flying, you're up in the air. So let's go ahead, let's go around the table, and let's just do some old-fashioned reflex saves. Ooh, dice tower's out. Oh, God. That's not great. It's not. But uh, we have things prepared. Go ahead. Yikes. Well, let's let's go around the table. Uh, let's start with you, Trent. What did what did Watson roll on a reflex save as the ground begins to shake and just opens up in this fissure? That was a thirty-one. Well, a thirty-one is not a critical failure. Well, that's good. Wait a second, I always mess this up. Is a critical failure if it's? I think it's on. It has, no, it's on the throat. That's a critical Ten failure. Ten below. <laughs> oh no. Because I, I just opened yeah, the it's DC like here. Class if you hit the number, that's it. Yeah, DC here is 41, so a 31 is a critical failure. I got a 41. I'm just kidding. I didn't get a oh. 41. Jason, what did you get? What did uh what did Drosharis Drosharis get? 34. Okay. So that's just a that's just a normal failure. Normal failure. Yeah, when you said 31, it's like, oh, it's like a sort of a crit. I was like <laughs> I uh I'm starting off the day really great mm-hmm. by rolling a natural two and getting a 32. Not a critical failure though. <laughs> you rolled lower than me. And ended up with the result higher than me. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, a reflex. You're though. a tiny old man. That's true. <laughs> that rhino hide. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, I forgot about the rhino. 
All right, so let's look through this half page entry on Earthquake. And really the important thing here is that a fissure is opening up. Can I announce something ahead of time here to make it easier on you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I will cast as reaction. Oh. Scintillating safeguard. I'm sorry, what? All five of the people here who would be affected get resistance 10 against physical damage. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so, so we're going through this. Uh-huh. It looks like, and I, I know Trent, you have the spell as well, and I've read this a couple yes. times to get ready. I think all three of these things happen. This is a high-level spell. The ground shakes, fissures open, and structures potentially collapse. It's it's in all three, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, that doesn't yeah, sound good. Because it says and. My guess would be that like GM sort of calls what happens. Yeah, no, I already have I already have information on this the structural quality of this building sure. because it's Pathfinder and there's a rule for that. And the ground shaking, so everything is difficult terrain while this is going on. But the really big thing here is that forty foot deep fissure. And so here's the deal. Those Before of you, you get too far in it, oh, I have yeah. a question. Does evasion affect when you fail or does it only affect when you pass? You tell me. Uh that is actually right. a great question. Stand by. I believe it makes a success, a critical success. But while you're looking that up, let's talk through what's going on. So for those of you who succeeded, which is at least Jane. I didn't succeed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you just failed. Yeah. So for those of you who failed, you will take the uh, full collapse damage, which right now there is none. The building is not collapsing. But you are falling prone and falling into the fissure. Yeah, see, oh, each creature on the ground must attempt a reflex save the servant's turn to keep its footing uh, and avoid falling in. Yeah, good stuff like that. Yeah, great stuff like that. Excellent. Looks like it's just success. Yeah. From what I can tell, it says when you roll a success on a reflex save, you get a critical success instead. Right. All right, so now here's the really important thing. Is that, uh, yeah. Oh, so you only fall you only fall into the fissure on a critical failure. Hmm. So... So Watson Himmelgale falls uh-huh. down into that fissure. We're not prone. Is that what you're saying? No, you will. Those of you who just failed fall prone where you're at. So if you would be so kind as to just topple those two miniatures over. So he's in. He's flying. He's fine. Oh. So you fall over. Okay. You're prone. Jane falls over. Or uh, Valentine falls over. And Watson Himmelgale just falls into the fissure. So that's fine where it is. And so now, as that happens, it's a 40-foot deep fissure that opens. Oh, fuck. So you've got fall a fall damage. to deal with. That's pretty simple. Uh, fall damage is 20 points of damage, just half the distance of the fall. So you take some fall damage. But okay. then this creature, as its final action, well, as a reaction, is going to use Landslide. And oh, no. if its most recent action was to cast Earthquake, it closes the fissure that it made, choosing one creature that fell in. Okay. That creature now has a reflex save or is buried alive. You need a new favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, it was a long payoff on that segue. Oh, God, that's even worse. That is a 29. (laughs) You about to get buried alive, bro? It's worth it. Yeah, that is worth it. Uh, Everyone at the table is... They're all shaking their patches. Yeah, the hero patch. Uh, No, so the way it works is if you spend your hero patch, or hero point, if you will, in this case, then you re-roll and you keep the second roll. So Mm. you want to use it on the roll that you you flubbed. I will go ahead and and use this Hand the patch in. I should get, like, a big Velcro vest to stick them on. Oh, for the love of Watson. Actually, a jean vest. Sounds better. 
Okay, that is significantly better. Yay. Uh, I do math. Math is high. 44. Oh, you make it. Hey. Yes. That is a very important save. Good bad use. Also, because I really don't want to look at the rules for burial. I have them up <laughs> yeah. here, and they're not short. I mean, it's probably like three rounds, and you're dead. It's, it's not good. Because you can't breathe. There is also, well... You got to do the kill, Bill. It's it's Wiggle not that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's bad, but you manage to get out of the way. So as it closes, mm. you're sort of just scrambling up the rocks as the fissure itself is closing again beneath you. So does he climb out of it? Yes. So okay. the fissure opens. All of you kind of jump to the side and fall down, and then it immediately just <laughs> almost knits itself back up. Oh and wait, so we didn't all fall in there? No, just no. Him. Oh, just I took twenty points of damage, no. and that didn't happen. You just fell on the ground, getting out of the way of the fissure opening. Watson gotcha. fell into the fissure, and as it's closing back up, he manages to just like he's scramble. like bouncing off the walls. Yeah, <gasps> you're just scrambling on it, uh, sort of scrambling up as it closes beneath you. But that does leave me with one action left, and what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna move, and so it will just move underneath all of you who are on the ground. So it'll, as it, with the ground that it just stitched up, it rolls beneath you, and so now it's underneath, well, now it's underneath and around Watson, Drosaris, and Valentine. And that's gonna wrap up my turn. Watson, you are 100% prone, but it is now your turn. Uh, you just managed to get your way out of there. Okay, it's now I will your turn. spend an action standing up. All right. Uh, so here's what you guys will see. I imagine Watson's foot kind of, one of his feet, kind of takes a step back, digs into the ground, kicks up a heel, and he begins to fly. Yeah. I will spend two focus points to cast Stormwind Flight. Nice. That's an innate spell. What is that flight? Is there anything else to it? Powerful winds carry you smoothly through the air, giving you a fly speed equal to your speed. When this spell's duration would end, if you are still flying, you float to the ground as Featherfall. It's two focus points to cast? It is. Well, oh no, sorry, it's two actions. Okay. It's like, wow, I've never heard of that. That must be a yeah. crazy powerful spell. Uh -huh. Okay, so you take up off off the ground, importantly clearing out around from all these sort of biting, nibbling rocks. Takes it up to the top of round three. It's Drosharis's turn. You're prone. All of these creatures are just sort of rolling over you. It's almost like you're at the very bottom of an avalanche of living rocks. Stand up. Yep. One action. Yep. And let's go five. You're going to stand up as one action. It looks like you take another action to move out of the swarm. Ten. What's it going to be? I think last time we established with uh, some chat. Well, I don't think you made any checks, but through just deduction, you figured out that it had some resistances to at least slashing and piercing. Yeah, which means I can't really do a whole lot. We are Can still, I hold my... We it? are still after an invitation, right? Is that something we were trying to get? Yeah, I was rifling through the desk before I fell down. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. Never mind. Then when I stand up, I will move to the desk and then spend an action searching it. All right. What's your perception bonus? This will be a secret check. Um, It's pretty low. 24. Okay. Let's see. Okay. That, that's kind of low. I was choking. <laughs> All right. So you look at the desk and you don't find anything that looks like an invitation in the desk. You're finding lots of documents for the union, for the like the coalition here. 
but you're not finding an invitation right now. All right, so let's go ahead and move that down to Valentine's turn. Valentine, Valentina? Valentine. Valentine's turn. Um. Okay, so she is going to stand up. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't reach. The... That's fine. You stand up. Okay, I stand up. Uh, she has a feat called Kip Up. So if something was gonna nice. happen to me for standing up, it doesn't. Nice. Um. I'm going to. How close is where? What happened to the woman we were talking to? She's right on the other side. Behind the desk and the cloak. Watching me dig through her desk. She's just chilling. (laughs) She's just watching. (laughs) She's like, okay. Uh, Valentine's going to run over to her. And Mm -hmm. I can make it all the way over there. And she's uh, just going to grab her and be like, where's the invitation? And intimidate. Like, for real? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, grab her by the front and be like, where's the invitation? All right. Give me an intimidation check. As soon as I find my intimidation bonus. All right. On deck is Fox. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that's a 16. So 38. Okay, she's sort of shaken by all this, but if you remember when you came in here, she was already having a weird day. I I, I have it, but it's, it's trying to kill us, this thing. And she, she's overwhelmed by the situation right now. All right. She's she said, got it. She said no. Fox, <laughs> it's your turn. All right, your Fox. Your wings beating above this creature. Is going to. I'm in striking distance there, right? Or do oh, I yeah. need to get above it? No, you, you get you get a polearm, right? Yeah, but I was 10 up. Oh, yeah, you're still good. Okay. Then I am going to spell strike. Okay. Chain lightning. God. Yeah. At level eight. I'm going to assume that you know what that means because I don't. Yes, so I'm going to attack. I have to, to to make a successful attack roll, so let's see. All right. How's a 48? Oh, that's a hit. It's not a crit, but that's a hit. Okay, good. That's a hit. So I'll do my regular damage. What kind of damage is that regular damage? Piercing. Piercing, okay. So that's 23 piercing damage. Okay, some of that goes through. And now you need to make a basic... Reflex save against the lightning. All right, reflex. I got this. In the dice tower, here we go. Oh, crap. I just rolled on adjacent stable. My side. <laughs> nope, that went really far. <laughs> I think we found a problem with the dice three. tower. It's very powerful. Yeah. All right, reflex save. What's that deal? I can just tell you that I got a 44. Dang. I think it's a crit. Is that a crit success? Crit success. So that means probably no damage. No damage. No damage. Man, that was going to be 10d12 damage. Holy cow. Yeah, that would have been really good. Well, is that a crit? Confirm, though, that's a crit success? Yep. Okay. 33 is the target. Yeah. Uh, So then uh, Fox is going to... That was two actions. So Fox is going to... Now you have to like recharge that somehow, right? Or like get it back or something. I, I don't know how magazines yes. work. Yes, that's true. Okay. Uh, he's going to move just to the other side. Okay. Across from everyone else. Got it. So as you're doing that, Perfect. let's go ahead. It's now Zentaya's turn. And she's kind of looking at all of you. Please, please, I, I, I can... I can help you. And if I remember right, she didn't have an accent. I don't think she was a local. Please, I, I, 
I can help you, please. Just, just help me. Help, help me not die. Help me kill this. And I'll give you what you want. Where's the abduction? Really quick, Where's I would. <laughs> is she saying that kind of in response to me asking her where the invitation is? Yes. Okay. Uh, Val is a lie detector, which okay. means that if she's trying to lie to me, it is. I have a plus one to that. You know, okay. DC, whatever. Yeah. So, More savvy if she's being a rotten liar. So because you're not actively trying, like you're not actively spending actions to see if she's lying, right now it's just against your DC, which I do have written here. She seems honest. She seems terrified by this. And she, she, she did seem scared before. And she was in the process of telling you who she was, that she's a great gardener, what was going on when this thing showed up. So that doesn't seem... She's a great gardener? That's what she told you last time. I thought time. she was an informant to them. No, she's one of their assassins. We should kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly, but let's question her first. So, uh, on her turn, she's going to fire her crossbow. As she misses. She's going to reload and then take cover behind the desk. It's now this thing's turn. Uh, I think it's going to take an action to move sort of under the desk and surround everyone uh, except, well, except for the flying people. Let's not worry about the pawn right now. It's, we just know where it is. Okay. So it rolls up and around the desk, around everyone, and it's going to just sort of start like biting and gnawing on everyone. And I think it's an interesting thing here. This attack actually does bludgeoning damage. Even though they're biting you, there's just with such blunt force of the stones that it's like, you just feel rock sort of collapsing on and around your body. So the way this works is that I don't roll an attack. All of you will roll a save. So the three of you who are on the ground, which is to say uh, Drosaris and Valentine, and then the assassin, me, will go ahead and roll reflex saving throws. Go ahead and give me those saves. Okay. Ooh, that's that's really bad for her. What's Drosaris rocking for a reflex save here? 45. That's a save. So that evasion would kick in there. This so is a reflex save. Yep. You'll take no damage. I have a 48 and I also have evasion. Nice. So you will take no damage. However, Zentaya critically failed. So she's going to take double damage. Well, let her die and search yeah. her pockets. Let's see here. We're terrible. We've got, uh, I need to make sure I have four D10 here to roll with. You know, no big deal. Can always bring her back. She's fine. What's the worst that could happen? If we don't kill the rogue first. Or the right, inquisitor first. On accident. Man, Me? I'm really bad at math. Yeah. I'm an investigator. Is that what it is? Yes. I had to God. Look. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so she is going to take 36 points of damage. As it just sort of starts biting at her, you can kind of hear the sound of bones crunching in her body as it just chomps down and yeah. around her. All right, and it's now, uh, it does that once, it's gonna do it again. Reflex saves wow. all around. How are folks feeling? How's this look? I'm going to turn in a patch. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, wow, burning those early. We're, running, we're yep. running out of patches. Yep. So what'd you get? Well, you're gonna reroll. Yeah. Drosharish, what are you rocking? Another 45. So it's crit success, you're fine, no damage. Two 19s in a row. Oh, hell yeah, this is better. Now I have a 43. Uh, so it's a success, which, which with evasion becomes critical. So no damage to you. Let's see how Zentaya does. Another natural one. Oh. So this time she's going to take 48 points of damage. 
All right, so she's looking a little worse for wear as it's just sort of like crunching down, beginning to bludgeon her in their mouth. Like these sort of, almost imagine like a, a bear trap of a mouth as it sort of just snaps shut Yikes. with these geodes on there. But it does make it Watson's turn. Okay. Uh, I think we should probably try and do some damage to this thing. What? I tried. Uh, I'm going to try as well, but there's no guarantee. As an eighth level spell, Go Watson on. will cast... Earthquake. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we'll cast... Fall in your own fucking chasm. <laughs> we'll cast Polar Ray. Mm. Ooh. Is this is this a guy named Ray who just lives up north? Yeah, uh, I I bring in Polar Ray <laughs> He's like to come a fight this form. glacier expert. <laughs> Hi, I'm Polar Ray. Uh, you fire a blue-white ray of freezing air and swirling sleet oh, from shit. your finger that can chill your tar- target to the bones... If it has bones, question mark. You must succeed at a spell attack roll to affect a target. Ooh. So, hope that is possible. And it is flat-footed against this attack as well, so its AC will be lower. Your patch is already gone. Okay. Patch Adams over there. No patch Adams. There's no way this hits. Uh, This is a 33. That is a miss. Flat-footed? Oh, yeah, it's still flat-footed. Boom. It's still a mess. It's almost worth giving you a patch, though. I'm uh, thinking that about was it. two actions. Yeah, is anyone 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 gonna? I'm gonna for, I'm gonna give up my patch because so. my patch actually has a bullet hole in the front of its face. Ooh. Is I'm this hoping, for a re-roll? It's for you to re-roll that attack. Okay. We believe in you. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, this it's possible that Ooh, this hits a, a real tweener. Real tweener. Uh, Some classic battle music here. Courtesy of Sirenscape. 45? Oh, that's a hit. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Can I get a bottle cap for a well, or a patch for a well place to patch? No, you absolutely should. <laughs> patch for a patch. I, I, don't, I feel like that should be a rule. You cannot earn a patch off of the use of a patch. <laughs> but what, what if, if it's an excellent use of a patch? NFL challenge rules, and if you use two patches in a day and they're both <laughs> help you, you get a third patch. Whoa. I mean, I'll consider it. Like, right. if someone has a history of good patch use in an episode. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, uh, this creature is now drained too. Okay. Now, fortunately, I have the drain condition right up here. But for those of us who are new, let's talk about drained. You take a status penalty equal to your drained value on constitution-based checks, such as fortitude, lose hit points equal to your level times the drain value, and your maximum hit points are reduced. It's not going to matter here, because I don't think you're bringing this thing back to life if you manage to take it down. Additionally, you'll gain fewer hit points from resting when drained. Not really an issue here. But you don't immediately recover the lost hit points when the drain value goes away. So right off the bat, you said drain two? It is. Well, it's a little, little look behind the GM screen here. So that's going to be a real simple number for me to do math with. So that's going to be 38. Eight points of damage it loses just from its constitution going down. Excellent. Yeah, I did that right. One, two, numbers. Yeah. Uh, you're going to count to 38 for a second. The <laughs> cold damage oh is 10d8, which will roll to 55 damage. Oh, that's yeah. a very nice round number, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my favorite number. Um, I think with the... So just it, it hits. action. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. It, you can see parts of it freezing and members of the swarm just start like cracking down to dust. And they're, I will say it's weird because while they look like rocks as they die, you can see that they are living things. 
and there are frozen little bits of like what you would sort of abstract as a healer as being maybe a circulatory system breaking out inside of them and freezing Whoa. and falling into pieces. Mm. That's gross. Uh, who acts next? Uh, up next party? is Drosharis. And with uh, the last action, Watson will cast Guidance on Drosharis. Mm. Oh, heck yeah. What classic Guidance. What does that do? That's guidance. Gonna... Plus one to pretty much any pretty d20 much roll you yeah. choose. And the big thing is you have one round to use it, and then whether or not you use it, you're immune to the effects of Guidance yeah. for like 10 minutes, a minute, basically combat. All right, Drosharis, it's your turn. I would like to grab the what's her name zendaya Sintaya. Sintaya. <laughs> it's zendaya yeah i'd like to grab her congratulate her on the nominations and like drag her off of the thing being eaten oh, okay get her out of there yeah sure so you grab her we'll call that an action she's not going to fight you back but it does okay. take an action and then an action to move with her so it leaves you one action left um because you started off adjacent to her yeah so i would imagine if i pulled her off we're like here yeah, so you pull, you grab her, pull her back, just out of the range of this creature right now. Enough so that basically it'll have to pick if it wants to hit the two of you. Can I drag her with me as I move? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer it yes, because she didn't do a lot of yeah. actions on her turn. Like high stake situation, no, but okay. I like the narrative flow here. Yeah. All right, so you do that. You have an action left, though. What's it going to be? On deck, Valentine. Is she? I like want to start searching her pockets. Sure. What's that? Uh, what's you're, that search? You're just that's... like here. Let me save you, and then like shake you down. Oh yeah. Uh, I get so perception, right? Yep. Um, plus twenty four. Unless she wanted to use my thievery. No, plus twenty four. Okay. So you're looking in and. She's got a lot of stuff on her, so I imagine you find a couple things, but you do not find an invitation immediately. Okay. But that doesn't mean, mean there's success not one or failure. There, yeah. yeah. All right. So that makes it Valentine's turn. All right. Valentine is going to go into the fray, if you will, uh, which is the name of my feet that allows me to draw my gun, uh, one handed weapon, ranged weapon in melee for a free action. Uh, that's if it's your first action after initiative. Uh, okay, well then I'm going to draw because I don't okay. think it was out because I was climbing up a chasm. Um, Probably not. If you couldn't tell, it's been three weeks since we've done this. <gasps> uh, now they okay. know. So I pull out my gun mm -hmm. and I'm just going to start shooting some rocks because uh, <laughs> I can. <laughs> All right. So gun's out. Uh, gun, are you going to use your... Um, I guess it doesn't take precision damage, so... It does not. Because... Um, is that right? Because that's what I thought I remember from last time, that it doesn't matter if you do. I think so. We may have discussed it or we've talked about it offline, but yeah, you can go ahead. Well, if that's wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to <laughs> You're gonna shoot go it. ahead and shoot the rocks. All right. You pull the pistol out. You aim down the barrel. Well, bam! Uh, exactly. And that's my first bonus. Uh -huh. So that's a 44 to hit. That's a hit. Sweet. What kind of damage does that pistol do? That pistol does... I mean, like what type of damage? Concussive damage. I think bludgeoning I, damage. It I, says concussive on it. Sonic damage. I think pistols can do piercing or bludgeoning. Mm -hmm. I think it's Let's your see. choice. What would you like Hold to do? On. Um. Well, I think bludgeoning, just because I want to smash a rock. Sure. All right. Go ahead and roll yeah, some damage that. with that pistol. Uh. Okay. That wasn't a critical success. You say no. Okay. 
Wouldn't that be fun, though? That would be great. That's Probably 17 points of damage. Okay. So, 17 points of damage. All of that goes through. Sweet. All right. Makes it... Well, you still have one action left. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. You have to, you'd have to reload. I think I can do that for free. I think I have something on my character sheet here, but let me find what it... If I remember correctly, your gunslinger is you can reload for free during a melee attack. Oh, and this is a ranged attack. Yeah. Okay, well then I'm just going to reload so I can do it again later. Fox. All right. Uh, Fox is going to recharge his spell strike. All right. How many actions is that? That is one. Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. And then I think I have to check one thing. Really. I think I could do another one right now. I think once you recharge, yeah. I'm just making sure I don't have to arcane cascade first. Dun, dun. I don't think I do. So. And if you do later, uh, I'll just. We'll figure it out. I'll be upset and hurt personally. <laughs> all right. So we're going to we're going to try again and do the same same thing only at a lower level you do specifically that spell again so yeah, i'm less familiar have... with the magus do you have spells that like you hit you roll to hit and your roll to hit is also the roll to hit with the spell if it's like a spell attack roll sort of thing yeah instead of a, a spell attack roll you just roll to hit if it's a okay so there are some like stored in the blades yeah i cool. have a, a certain feat that allows me to use different kinds of spells that normally uh, a, 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 a magus couldn't use. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. So it um, widens your options. Cause that's, if I remember correctly, they're sort of limited in the options for the yeah, magus. Yeah, it was like always per, like very like personal mm. uh, yeah. effect, but this one allows you to use like area effect ones. Well, that's cool. Um, so we're going to do a uh, chain lightning at level seven. Okay. And all right, here comes the first attack. Oh, that's a, uh, why is this always so hard for me? 48. That's a hit. That is not a crit, even with flat-footed, but it's okay. close. Okay. And now I got to make a reflex save. Make another reflex. Let's use the dice tower here. Oh, that's a pretty good roll. Uh, I, I feel pretty confident that's going to be... How do we feel about 50? Oh, yep. That's, that's a save? Crit, crit save? save? Okay. What can you do? You know? I said it was mm -hmm. a good roll. Mm -hmm. Well, you still take... Oh, that was terrible rolls. Uh, 16 damage, which it doesn't sure go through nothing. at all. Yeah. All right. All right. You have an well, action. So that's a recharge and attack. That's your turn. That's it. It's now her turn. And she sort of like breaks free. Uh, Joe Sharish, now that you've pulled her out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. And she's going to take her crossbow and shoot it at the creature. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? I think that's, uh, she that managed to do something. No. Oh. <laughs> well, no, uh, I should have left you. No, in no, that. wait. That is a hit. Suck. Let's see if it does enough damage. No, it does not go through. Crossbow bolt shatters off of it. Lame. And she's now going to walk farther away from you and hide behind, around that corner. She's right. walking. She's just like, oh well. Well, she takes a, a, takes a leisurely action. stroll. Should I attack of opportunity to knock her out? Okay, she's trying to leave. <laughs> yeah. You certainly can. You want to do that with your fist? I think so. All right. I don't want her to leave because I don't trust her. Do you think you're going to make her. it in one hit and take her out? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you got? A 41. That's a hit, not a crit, but that is a hit. Okay. 
No, I'm not going to knock her out. <laughs> so this woman, who you're trying to get her to do a favor for you, she starts to take cover, and you just slug her in See, the head. See, I hate when you do this. You, <laughs> I don't you feel bad tell about it. <laughs> exposition, and it's just obvious that you disapprove of the decision making. Uh, fifteen. Yeah, Watch she's me. still very conscious. Does tell she her move? to stop. <laughs> you tell her to stop. I don't know. I'll just be like, oh, I thought you were attacking me. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> my bad, bro. PTSD. I've been alive for a long time. Weird miscommunication there. I'm I think sorry. she just kind of looks like she's so confused by it, but she does stop and then reloads her crossbow there next to you. All right. Say, so take that invitation out of your fucking <laughs> jacket. <laughs> did I just Will Smith this lady? I think you did. Oh, God. So I think... You I, definitely did. I think this thing is going to roll over and under the two of you. Um... Mm, no, it's it's gonna go it's gonna go for Valentine. So Valentine, oh. it'll take an action to roll yes, underneath yes, you, yes. <laughs> uh, which would mean I for, I can't remember Fox. Do you have AOs attacks of opportunity? I do. So that will provoke from you. Okay. Please kill Let's it. Give it a shot. I rolled a two, so that's a thirty-two. That's a miss. All right, so it rolls underneath Valentine, rumbling around you, and now give me a reflex save as it just tries to sort of roll over you, biting, chomping at you, nubbing at you. If you will. So rude. That's a 35. 35? Uh, that is a failure, so you'll just take full uh. damage. Uh, let's go ahead and roll that been, real quick. This is such a weird question to ask. I even debated in my head asking <laughs> it. Have you ever been bit by a duck? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A duck. Have no. Has a duck ever Have been you been bit by a duck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those and mean little birds. it's like hard. It feels like you're like someone punched you in the hand. And I just imagine that these are like larger duck mouths that are made of rocks. <laughs> going, that actually sounds like a perfect description. So that you get ducked. So uh, I feel sorry for you. That hurts. Yeah. You take 18 points of damage. Jesus. And it's going to do it again. He's give me a. Hmm. Give me That's another so reflex saving throw. I don't want to. Well, I, I can just assume you critically failed then. That's fine. Oh my God! That's another 35. Wow. Okay, so let me do some math here while we talk about ducks. Oh, that's really good. Favorite duck is a cinnamon teal. Sorry, what? A cinnamon teal. That's my favorite duck. That's a great yeah. duck. I have a. My grandpa made me a decoy of a cinnamon teal it's in my oh. house. Oh my god! I used to want a duck when I was little. Well, we obviously I couldn't just like have a duck, and my grandma made me this little like wooden duck that you could pull on a string, and it had little feet that that's would like. That's cute. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, 31 points of damage. Can we keep stalling? <laughs> you can, but you also take 31 points of damage while you do, as Oof. it continues to just Ugh. sort of smack on and around you with its I am weird in pain. You are mouths. nearly at one-third health now. Yeah, not doing great. That's the worst that could happen. Watson, it's your turn. Watson, Help. actually... Uh, I think at this point, Watson can tell that this isn't going great, and you actually no. hear him attempt to yell, and he says something along the lines of, um, Enough of this! And he okay. begins to swirl his hands over his head. Uh-huh. And with another focus spell, casts Tempest Surge. Oh, shit. This is Storm Druid doing Storm Druid Thangs. Okay. I will also note, because this is a rule I often mess up, but my GM clerk got me on this one, that mm. 
focus points as you spend them. When you recover focus points, you'll recover one focus point and you can't recover back. To, like you can't just keep doing that action to recover to full unless yeah. you have the feat that lets you recover more than one focus mm. point as a recovery action until a full rest, which gives you all of your focus points back. Right. So Good it gets thing like you have one a at a time per yeah. what time period are we talking about? Full rest. Sense? Okay. Uh, so basically after this, you'll be down two focus points. You'll be able to regain one. Cool but then you can't regain the other one you've spent until a full night's rest. Okay. I need a reflex save. Okay. How's it feel? It's a Target is 37. Nope, that just going to leave that one there. That dice tower is too good. 37? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I hit that. Uh, I, I crit hit that. I think it's going to come out to... Wait, no, I don't, I don't crit it. That's going to come out to exactly 46. Oh, what's the one on the floor say? Just curious. Goodness. <laughs> the one on the floor says one worse, actually. It's yeah. a very similar number. <laughs> well, uh, with the last action, then, uh, cast Guidance on Fox. Well, no, no, it, it, it doesn't Thanks. critically succeed. It just it succeeds. It doesn't matter. It does nothing on... Uh, no, isn't a Tempest Surge just a basic reflex save? A basic save? It is. So a basic is half on save, none oh. on crit. Okay, I'll yeah. take that. So it still takes half damage. Uh, this would be... 8 D12 Okay I have an extra D12 if you need it oh, I think I see an app over there for this app. many dice uh, Plus I guess 4 persistent electricity damage Which would be half of what Okay Because it would be 8 persistent So they stay charged and keep getting electrocuted Yeah That's dope Oh that's awesome Tempest Surge is a really nice so spell So the full roll is 42 True, So it's 21 high. damage Yep <laughs> and then it will be taking four persistent electricity. Remind me of that at the end of its turn every turn, please. Oh, just kidding. That's only on a failure. Oh, Ignore okay. the uh, persistent. Sure. Well, thanks for keeping me honest about it. That was nice and quick. All right, you have one action left. I do. Uh, guidance on Fox. All right. Drosharis, it's your turn. This thing is now too, It's now over underneath, uh, underneath the desk and... Valentine. Okay. Um, How's everyone feeling in this fight at this point? Bad. Feels good, right? Useless. <laughs> I mean, this thing's it's brutal. hard to hit. Yeah, I was like not ready for, to fight rocks. Um, Look, I think this fight rocks. <laughs> I did not deserve that, but thank you. I think our actions could be bolder. Ooh. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that... Matt, uh, you for saying that. I think our spirits are crumbling. They are crumbling. Can I? I, I appreciate delay, that you're sharing hold. your sediments. Ooh. Can I delay? Yeah, you can certainly delay. Let, me know, let me know when you want to come back in. <laughs> okay. Who's got? Who's the bottom of the initiative? So I don't. Watson's the bottom. All right, All right Valentine, it's your turn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, Trent laughed so hard he just headbutted his microphone. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Valentine, what are Does you doing? Does no one care that I'm about to die? I mean, someone All cares. right. I just met you. <laughs> I think uh, Watson's <laughs> waiting no for you for to call die? for help. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be like, help. Um, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Valentine <laughs> is going to... Okay, so she reaches up and she grabs this pendant around her neck that is in the shape of a wasp. Sure. And she kind of like squeezes the side of it and 
if you're looking really close, it sort of turns into the shape of a praying mantis. And she's going to activate Crimson Shroud, which is going to give her fast healing. Uh, wow. Just what does Crimson Shroud do? Like, okay. what does it do entirely? So as you're, as you're watching, she kind of hits this and it like a mist of blood like comes up around her and while she's in that yeah and so there's just like this red haze of like really fine droplets of blood kind of like surrounding Val and uh, her AC is going to go up she's going to get fast healing so she's kind of going into this like protective shroud how much what what is the fast healing that's what I'm trying to figure out there was a button that said activate but it didn't really do anything. All right. So how many actions is it to turn that on? Uh, it's one. Shroud is active. You gain fast healing equal to half your level. You can interact with your shroud, swirling it around you to gain a plus one circumstance bonus to AC until the beginning of your next turn. Okay. Finally, if you die while the shroud is active, you can choose to have your entire body vanish into a red mist, leaving behind only your gear. You can go full Jedi. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, amazing. that's super cool. Yes. So Fast healing at eight. That's eight hit points. Eight hit points. Um, And that's active for a minute. Damn. All right. So every round I get eight hit points back. Is that how that works? So go ahead and kick it in now. Woo. Um, And then as an action, you can give yourself that AC bonus. Also, Watson is horrified (laughs) to see this happen. Blood just start coming out of the air and surrounding her. Drosharis looks like you just gave him a present. He's like, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did we just so, become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't like you at first. Yeah, before you found out I have a blood shroud. Take um, back what I said about just meeting you. So she's so she's covered in this mm-hmm. kind of cloak of red blood mist. Um, and in, actually, instead of doing the action to increase my AC by one, I'm going yeah. to, because uh, my weapon is still loaded and out, uh-huh. I'm going to take a shot at the... You're just going to shoot the, down at your feet around you? Yeah, be like, bam! Because I still have two more actions. With a shot and then one more, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do that. That's pretty cool. Da, 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 da. Uh, Honestly, I was, looking, quite cool. I was looking through all your character sheets and I'm like, man, there are so many cool abilities yeah. all of you have. Yeah, so that's a 36 to hit. That's going to be a miss. Damn, okay, then she's just going to get out of the rocks. All right, so we're sort of back towards, away yeah. from it and Run deeper backwards. into the corner near uh-huh. the desk. All uh-huh. right. Which is probably a big mistake, but... Oh, well. Okay, so Drosharish, you have an opportunity here to take initiative, and if not, it goes to Fox. How you feeling, Jason? I need to do some kind of bludgeoning damage, and I don't have any, so can I just, like, kick it? You can do an unarmed strike, which would be bludgeoning. It's also non-lethal. Yeah, that's the problem. Which you don't know if it's immune to non-lethal. Um, kick rocks. <laughs> yes. Why don't you go kick rocks? That's a good joke. <laughs> Not good enough for a patch, but it's a good, it's, it's, you know, it's a it's nice close. little joke. That was just mean. <laughs> it's like a good joke, but not good enough for me to give you the one not thing. Quite that can help you. Does she only have a crossbow? Uh, she also has a dagger. You can see like a kukri looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a way to deal bludgeoning. What, is wanna... there just a hammer on the floor somewhere? I mean, look, it's not like, it's not like yeah, none of your damage goes through. Up? You don't see any weapons okay. around you. But like you're still dealing damage to it when you hit it with your weapon. Yeah. What about like a chair? You like bash oh, with the chair. Rules? Yeah. <gasps> can I like pick up an object and I don't have improvised weapon. 
So it would be then a weapon you're untrained with, which is the penalty on that is huge. Yeah. Improvised weapons are simple weapons. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just pulled up a thing because I was looking into this as well. So You want to give us a little brief on improvised weapons? Yes. Yeah. Improvised weapons are simple weapons. If you attack with something that wasn't built to be a weapon, such as a chair or a vase, you're making an attack with an improvised weapon. You take a minus two item penalty to attack rolls with an improvised weapon, and GM determines amount of and type of damage. Oh, well then, yeah, there you go. So it's just an attack with a minus two. Okay. Yeah. All right, I grab a chair. There are, as a matter of fact, they explicitly stated that the all the walls around here had chairs that were all folded and put up. So there are folding chairs around the whole outside. <laughs> Everybody of this room. grab a chair. Perfect. <laughs> We've gone full pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Grab a chair. I think that's a D twelve you just rolled. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. What are you talking about? That's what he just rolled. Very stressful. Very stressed out. That may it's explain why you're missing. Die again. Okay. That's what's rolling hot today. So it'll be. Basically, your unarmed attack with a minus two, if you have that plus. queued up. I don't have unarmed attack. But if you use here. one of your okay, so then if you use one of your other weapons and subtract its magical to hit bonus, then add subtract an additional two. That'll be the quickest math. Forty. Forty what? What's forty six? That's a hit. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna say a folding chair is a d8. One d8. I think that's fair. That's it, fair. It'll be bludgeoning. Mm. So it'll be a D8 plus your strength mod. Plus, I mean, do you have weapon specialization? I feel like you don't have it in, 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 in improvised weapons. I have that call. weapons. All my weapon specializations are like with swords and stuff. But okay, cool. Um, so it'll be 10, 5 plus 5. <laughs> so you just slam this chair down and shatter one of the rocks as a part of the swarm. So you grab a chair. So I'm going to say like movement-wise, it'll be an action to move over. And there are some chairs adjacent to it. So you can just move over, pick up a chair, and just slam it down on top of it. Yep. Uh, all right. Bam! The mighty chair. All right, Fox, it's now your turn. Yeah, I'm I'm debating what to do here, too. So I was wondering maybe if I could use, like, the haft of the halberd as an improvised weapon. Yeah, I'd allow that. Okay. But I'd probably I, lose the reach. Yes, and and I'll, it, it will be a little less damage. That's going to do, like, quarterstaff damage. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That 100%. Yeah, and I'm going to also argue that it wouldn't have the magical to hit properties or the striking properties. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you, you wouldn't have to pick up something new. You just have your the haft of your weapon. So you sweep over and you go to just, bam, smash into uh, it. That's, uh, math is hard. 39. With flat-footed, that hits. Okay. So it seems doesn't seem to be aware of you until you impact it. And it then just like twists up as you shatter one of the mini rocks. How much damage? Mm. Uh, it's a D8, you said? Yep. Uh, a D6 for yours because it's smaller oh, than a chair. D6. DX, D6 plus strength. That is... And then on deck is... 11. Me. Ooh. Nice. Kind of putting the damage on. It's starting to look... It it looks like it's... Uh, what's the term we use? It's bloodied. Finally. Good. Is that, Finally. God. Doesn't that mean like half of its hit points are gone? Maybe. It's it's <sighs> starting... There are now... There is now less of it there than, the, than it used to be. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, that's... So, so that's two actions so far, right? A if, move and a strike. Yeah, if you use Okay, that's cast that's two anyways. Um And don't forget our, you our have cantrips, a guidance. Are cantrips automatically heightened? Yes. Uh some cantrips don't gain benefits from being heightened, but they are automatically heightened to the highest level you can cast. Okay, cool. Just just double checking that. I can't do that at the moment. Um Look at that. Two and a half years of playing Pathfinder paying off there. And just 
just in case uh, Fox is going to throw up the hood on his cloak of Elvenkind and he's going to go invisible. Oh, shit. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to end the sentence early and be like, just for safety, Fox is going to throw up. <laughs> throw up. Yeah. All right. It's her turn. She's going to try for it. She reloaded the crossbow. Let's, let's go for this natural one. She misses. That would normally be a critical card, but she's an NPC who's not contributing really anything. So I'm going to say that it. she has to spend an extra, extra, extra action clearing the crossbow bolt. So she does that and then reloads. And that's her whole turn. Wow. She's she is a good. really sucky assassin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look, if this was not if this was if this was not a rock swarm, she'd be doing a lot better. But now it's this yeah, thing's that's turn. All of us for sure. Yeah. And so it's going to roll. It's already you didn't move away from it, right? I did. I moved back into the corner. Oh, that's right, you did. So now it's going to roll up underneath Drosharis, and it's going to duck clap at you. So go ahead and give me a reflex save. As it just what what <laughs> terrible. Like, I'm, I'm really trying to do my best to get my Foley work down over here. That is a natural one. Natural one? No. All right. No. You're, out of, you're out of patches, aren't you? I am. Patches, no patches, Adams. Patches, no Houlihan. Patches. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't dodge, dip, duck, and dive. Ooh, these are some decent rolls. Okay. Let's do that there, and then that there. So that's going to be... So that's going to be 54 points of damage total. Okay. That's already doubled. Okay. And now give me another reflex save as it once again just snaps down. Oh, uh, Jared, this would provoke an AOO from you. And actually, oh, uh, it would Natural provoke- 20. Oh, nice. So you'll take no damage and you have AOOs as well, right, Jason? Mm-hmm. This moves into your space, so it does take movement. Uh, it, d- it does move inside of your range, so it would have provoked. I got a, a 47. That's a hit. Are you striking with your improvised haft or with the blade? Yes, with the, the improvised haft. Okay, D6 plus strength. Jason, you'd have an AOO as well if you want it. Six. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to grab a chair for this, would I? You still have a chair. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Look, that chair does not look very good anymore, and it probably wouldn't work great as a folding chair, but it's still a good bludgeon. Natural 18, so what did I say last time? 46, so 45. 45, okay, yeah, that's a hit, not a crit. So go ahead and roll 1d8 plus strength. Nine. All right, not bad. Starting to put some damage on this thing. All right. With a chair. With a chair. Look, you're, you're the heroes you need at the moment. Oh, and I need another <laughs> reflex, right? Uh, you, no, you no, did I that. failed it, that's right. You, well, you failed the first one, then critted the next yep. one, and its movement was the other action. So, uh, Watson, it's your turn. Flying Watson. He is so conflicted between, mm-hmm. like, he feels like he has to be part of putting damage on this thing. He just saw Valentine do stuff he's not okay with. Sure. So he's not, but like he, he wants to ha- see her healed. So instead, he spent all this time sort of swirling the clouds above him. Now there is now a black rumbling storm cloud there. Mm. Ooh. He will call down uh, Lightning Storm oh, shit. with three yes. actions. Holy cow. A three-action Lightning Storm sounds brutal. Sounds great. Calls down one Lightning Bolt, but lightning bolt. it can be sustained going Ooh. forward. So here's the problem. Okay. Reflex save. All right. Let's 37 see. again. 37. So I succeed. I got a 40, but not critical success. So just half damage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, the damage is damage. Uh, all yes. right. 
So 4d12. And then Rolling. Up next is going to be Valentine, who's the new top of the order. It is 20, so 10 damage. All right, you're putting it on. Uh, yeah, and that is the turn. So the storm... I, I imagine this one between the two earthquakes that have taken place, like the roof is starting to open. So I imagine there's like a hole in the roof now where you're just calling this lightning down from the storm swirling above. The building is holding up surprisingly well, but you know, there's some holes in the roof now. This building looks scary from the outside. There's blood floating around <laughs> the inside. Storms, earthquakes. <laughs> some average person is lava. like walking by yeah. outside and they're like, uh... My friend's like, just don't look. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Valentine, it's your turn. Top of the turn. Okay, first and foremost, she's gonna heal eight more points as this raging cloud of blood is around her. Uh-huh. Um, and then... She is going to reload her gun okay. with one action, shoot the swarm with another action. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and do that. Rolling. Ooh, that's a 47 mm-hmm. or a 46 to hit. That's a hit. Sweet. Uh, is that a critical hit by any chance? Unfortunately not. Well, fortunately for me, but Dang I'm, I'm kind of cheering for you. This is fun. Dang I like it. the players. Okay, hold on. It's higher than a 48 to crit. Yeah. Because we've rolled 48s and not created. 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. 40 is the, is the AC. And she's going to reload her gun for her final. Okay. Great. That means it drove Sharis's turn. What are you going to do? More chair action. <laughs> oh, God. Let me know when the There's chair... There's no way like this venue is going now. to be ready now for this event with all its chairs broken right. laying on the floor. I think we've established it's just one chair that's really getting oh. beaten to all. Like, it's that chair is having a, a rough day. It's It's got a lot going on. 35 is a miss. Uh, yeah, 35, 35 so is a miss. Um, is a 42 a hit? A 42 is a hit. Yeah, nice. that's going to be good. All right, what do you Nine got going points on? points of damage. Nice, nice. And with my lax action, I'm going to move. Awesome. Okay, how much damage was that? Because I was half paying attention. Nine. Nine? Hundred. Nine hundred? Nine hundred. <laughs> that doesn't seem reasonable. Well, you weren't paying attention, how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I had nine hundred. <laughs> That's fair. That's on me. All right, so... It's not like we're recording this and could find out. Mm-hmm. God, if only, <laughs> if only there was a record we could check. Clerk, uh, Fox, it's your turn. Oh, I guess I gotta do a half attack. Let's try it out. So now, is this? Did you have greater invisibility, or did you become visible when you struck? Mm, that's a great question. Let me check the. You know what? Cloak. Check that between. It doesn't matter right now because it's still flat-footed to you for a okay. different reason. That is a. Yeah. What do you got? Why is math so hard for me today? I don't know. Uh, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine because it's flat-footed. That hits. Yes. All right. That is eight more damage. All right, you're piling it on. And then I will cast Cantrip, so I'm not I'm not banking on this working. But right, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. But that's an attack to hit, right? Yep. So that's your second attack penalty. And it is flat-footed against this as well. Mm-hmm, possible. Tweener. I rolled a 17. That's pretty good. Oh, that's good. a good roll. Plus... Uh, 23. What's that equal? 40. 40. 17 plus 23? Yep. Yeah. That's 40. That's a hit. 
All right. So now this is this is the question I have. It says for the for Ray of Frost heightened. It just says heightened plus one so, damage increases by one d four. Yeah. So basically, it's it's you're casting at what level total right now? Level eight. Yeah. So it'll be eight d four plus will your be bonus. 8D4. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's something. Yeah. Let's do eight before roll 29 and that just straight all goes through yeah that works kind of surprised it worked but I'm glad yes me too and that's it that was a two two action cast so oh nice give me one second to do math on my end now as I calculate hit points really bad at that this is the math the math campaign. Yeah. Yeah, high-level Pathfinder. I say next we play something that uses no math. How about we do like a dread campaign with the Jenga blocks? I yeah, think that's yeah. it. Yes. It'd be horrible for radio. But. Is there any kind of role-playing game where you just do damage with your words? Yeah, yeah like life. A sp- a yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. It's called passive aggression. <laughs> it's called marriage. It's also one of the best episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would you like to like issue an apology? He's gonna say, Trent. Uh, "Apologize." She's not gonna listen yeah. to this. So there's no <laughs> way they listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's it's looking pretty messed up. Yeah, that that ray of frost hit, and you can see more of them. Just sort of that same thing, in which they crumble open. And while they look like rocks on the outside, you do see that they are weirdly organic inside of those rocky facades. Gross. Oh yeah, like I'm all about the EU factor in games. It's my favorite thing. I love it. All right, so let's give one more try from this horrible assassin. <laughs> She hits. Yeah. Thank God. Crit? For a second, I thought you were talking about Valentine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, rude. That's Burn. really mean. <laughs> Valentine is a good assassin. Oh. Okay, so that's not a crit, but that is definitely a hit. All right, let's see what we got going. Can we do enough damage? Nope, does not make it through the resistance, but shatters. A very good shot shatters off against it. She reloads. That's her turn. Moves and, take, and she takes cover. No, it's its turn. Can we yell at her like, grab a chair? And she sort of like realizes how stressed she is and she then reaches up yeah, for her final action instead of taking cover. She'll pick up one of the folding <laughs> chairs. Free action from across the room. Grab yes. a fucking chair. Just like that. <laughs> so the floating cloud of blood that's vaguely forming the shape of an insectoid head screams to grab a chair. <laughs> yeah. As Josharis is like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> I love this picture of like There's a lot 16th going on. level characters attacking a creature with chairs. Watson's having like an internal turmoil and storm clouds everywhere. Dorsharis has a chair. Fox is flying. Yeah, I do love that image of this like famed fighter just like straight up chair bashing. Yeah. That's, it's great. All right. Uh, so it's this thing's turn. It's going to follow Josh, Drosharish, so that'll fly underneath where Fox is, provoking an AOO and taking a, provoking another AOO as it flows around Drosharish. Hey. So let's see what those look like. Uh, 44. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll your D6 plus strength. Eight. Eight. All right. It's going to be some more damage. Does it, does it, what's the total from you, Jason? 30. Yeah, it's a miss. Mm. All right, uh, now go ahead and give me back-to-back reflex saves. Gross. Yeah. Quick math time. Natural 19, so that one's going to make it. Yeah, which will become a, a lot of 19s on this one. Miss. 
Are we sure that die? Did you just pick a hard to read die? You're like, looks like a 19. It's probably yeah, a 19. Looks good. I think it's, it's 19. like a 19. It's yeah. a, we'll issue it. 37? Uh, that's a failure, just a okay. standard. So you'll take full damage on that. Let me go ahead and roll all my d10s over here. Okay, well, that one's, that one's decent. Okay, so you're going to take 28 points of damage. Okay. Because it does more of the bites on you. <laughs> Duck bites. Rude. Duck bites. Duck bites. The fear. Name duck of the bite. episode: Duck bites. Duck bites. <laughs> All right, uh, Watson, it's your turn. So sustaining a spell is that one action? Yes. You will sustain the lightning storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a DC thirty-seven reflex save. Let's do this. Ooh, uh, that's that's bad. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay, I succeed, but not critically. Damn it. That's not bad. I know. It's, yeah. it's bad what? that you it's succeed. A, uh, look, it's a bad roll, but a great bonus. That is 40, 12 for 25, so half that. So that'll be 12 points of damage because you round down in Pathfinder. And uh, then, how about some uh, Cone of Cold? Yeah. Oh. oh, you mean area damage. A 60-foot cone that I can angle to not hit. Yeah, some I, people, right? I think if you look at this like a clock some from people. my perspective, if you kind of hit the like southeast, yeah. you can uh, just hit it. If you're okay. using the clock, why didn't you say the numbers? That I was going to. Map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a clock, and you look to the southeast yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> to find out what time it is. James, what time is it? I don't know. Look to the west. <laughs> that works, though. It's true. That's true. If you know how to do it, that actually does work. Yeah. See, it, it works. <laughs> Whose side are you on? <laughs> That's fair. As long okay. as there's no daylight saving time. Well, not anymore. You, can you imagine if this somehow survives in like two or three years from now, someone's going to be listening to this and be like, oh yeah, daylight savings yeah. time. That was a thing. That was a in thing. In like 10 years, people are going to be like, what is that? A mistake. Yeah. Not getting rid of it. It, it as a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's existence. All right. So now I got to make a save against a, that. Another DC 37 reflex. All right. See what's going on here. Uh, so I succeed, but not critically. Okay. But uh, that's uh, that's area damage, right? It is. Okay, so go ahead and give me the total damage. The total damage, which is 12d6. Jesus. Love it. Kona Cold's a classic. It's a classic for a reason. 34 total. So 34. Let's have that. Bring that down to 17. 17. And then it's uh, it's weak. To that, so I'll then add twelve more on top Ooh, of that. So that's going to okay. come out to twenty-nine. Did I do that right? Seventeen plus twelve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the math podcast. Remember, parents, if your kids are interested in playing role-playing games, it's a great way to learn math, or to struggle with math at our advanced age. Yes. Yeah. And All it's right. like really basic math that we're struggling with. Too. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> oh God, it really is. <laughs> All right. Ooh, holy cow. Okay. Okay. So that's going to make it Valentine's turn. The swarm is... There are only fragments of it left. All right. Is that accurate where it is now, or did it move? It's It's underneath Drosharis. Okay. So I'm going to need to move closer to it. Uh, If you want to hit it. Uh, Your pistol's a pretty good range, unless you're going to shoot it. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm within range of that. Um, okay, so I am already locked and loaded here, so I'm just going to try to, again, shoot it. 46 to hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Okay. Critical hit. 
Uh, not a critical hit, no. I'm going to ask you that every time, just in case you accidentally say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is 16 points of damage. Tell me what it looks like as it dies. Oh. Yes! Finally! Okay. So Val, uh, all she's kind of backed into a corner. She has this shroud of blood particles swirling around her, um, and she's just like, God damn! And she reloads the pistol and just holds it up and shoots it. And there's a little tiny explosion of fragments of rock. Boom! That's a big explosion. Yeah. And like, I imagine that as it explodes, this last rock, you kind of realize how much everything was shaking around you. And there's that moment of which between like your adrenaline pumping and the earthquakes, there's just this moment of weird, uncomfortable stillness. And as the, as it kind of explodes and dies, then you just see these particles of blood around her just drop into kind of like a puddle of blood on the floor. So at that moment then, Watson floats to the ground and actually casts one more bolt of lightning sort of near her. And he floats toward her, and he's he's kind of like, um, I never want to see this sort of devilry from you again. I wouldn't have to do it if you didn't shoot me with a frost ray. Point taken. <laughs> <laughs> right as that happens, imagine the camera sort of pans over to Zentaya, and she looks over to Drosaris and to Valentine, who sort of threatened her. <sighs> Thank you. I. Uh, I think this is yours. And she, she reaches to uh, into a pocket, sort of like inside of her vest, and pulls out this now a little rumpled envelope. And you just see on the back of it is a a seal, like a wax seal, with the sign of the Grey Gardeners. She's holding that out to me. She's sort of holding it out to the room. Okay, Valentine's gonna walk over and snatch it out of her hand. All right. You see it's addressed to a, a mayor of a, a nearby community. Is there something I can do to see if this is legit? Yeah, that's a perception check. What's perception your bonus? Uh, plus 25. It's authentic. It looks perfect. Everything okay. about it seems right. And it's even a little old. She would mentioned before that it had been a couple of days since she had it. And as she hands it over, you can see this weight sort of drops from her shoulders. I I suppose I should tell you what this is all about. And you'll get to find out what it's all about next time. No! Dun, dun, dun. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. <laughs>